for the special opportunity we have to be blessed this evening again. This is your favorite program, Kingdom Life, coming to you from your inspirational station, Echo 89.7 FM. This program comes up from 8.05 to 8.35 every Sunday evening. I'm Jumi Adetoyesho Lagunju, the minister of this program. I'm not alone in the studio tonight. I have with me my co-presenters. They are Sister Onyida Mola, Sister Lua Fumilayo, and Brother Lua Tomisi. Oyinda Mola, you are welcome to the program tonight. Good evening, listener. Thank you very much. Sister Lua Fumila, you are welcome to the program tonight. Good evening, listener. Thank you very much. With me as well is our Lua Tomisi, who has been away for about three years. Uh, went to the school, went to the university, is back on holiday. And we use the opportunity of his presence to be part of this program. Oluwa Tomisi, you are welcome to the program tonight. Good evening, listener. Thank you very much. My dear listener out there, God loves you, he cares for you. As you tune to this program every Sunday evening, I want to plead with you. Believe, Heavenly Father, what he said that I've not forgotten you. He has you in mind. He cares for you. Whatever you may be going through, tonight is a reassuring time for you to believe that great will be your testimony as you put your trust in him, as you follow his instruction, and as we are releasing all these hints, the word of God, the inspirational talk, and what he has said concerning you. Please, apply them. Follow them. And if there are any action items, do it in obedience to Heavenly Father. And as you do so, he has promised he will give you good success and you will prosper in everything you do in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, my dear listener, I congratulate you once again for being part of this program. In one of our episodes, we are looking at uh, understanding the love of God as taught by our Lord Jesus Christ. And we look at this, we started with the story that people commonly refer to as the story of the prodigal son. And from there, we look at the questions people ask about if I really understand what they went through in the hand of social person, maybe their spouse, their husband, or their wife, or their siblings, what they went through, I will not be saying what I was saying in the program that's on the radio. And they even went to say, well, it's tough. If for us to forgive and do this, it's going to be a very tough one. And But we thank God that Lord Jesus can even cover this in the way he narrated and explained to the disciple who told him, this is going to be tough. Please, you need to increase our faith for us to do this, as uh, demonstrated in the book of Luke chapter 17, verse 5. And Christ said, look, it's not about the magnitude, the size of your faith. All you need is as little as the mustard seed, just like saying a grain of gari or fine gari or uh, yam powder, a lubo. Just one grain. That's what you need, as in mustard seed. So you don't need something very big. And what he was saying, in essence, is in you. 
All you need to do is willingly obey my word. That's I only father say, Christ saying, obey my word, my instruction, and great will be your testimony. We also mentioned in that episode, analyze the negative impact of holding grudges of unforgiveness that as you are holding this you are the one that will be sad not the other person and the kind of toxic deposit that goes to every organ of the body how it negatively affects people in terms of health and james had to address even the people in his writing that there are so many ailments that have not been able to diagnose the cause probably maybe because of the grudges the bitterness the animosity people are keeping and he said confess your sins one to another open up share issues and say oh maybe this is what is bugging my mind and things can easily get resolved when you choose to forgive and take the first step do not say you are the oh until this person comes to apologize until this person does that one that is what our lord jesus has been teaching so tonight we are looking at the second part of the question people ask that when they look at the way the father of the prodigal son was always looking out every night looking towards when the child will come back home and before the child could even apologize or say a single word of repentance the father hugged him embraced him and he restored him celebrated him and the relationship was wonderful it was amazing the way he celebrated him to the extent that the senior brother got angry for that kind of reception and our lord jesus christ said this if you look at book of luke chapter 15 from verse 1 to 2 there we see why our lord jesus christ gave that explanation the tax collector came to meet him the publican came to meet him and we are there the pharisees described the teachers of old and the people that were grumbling that he was relating with sinner he was eating with them he has restored them and was celebrating them and the mindset they had was the sinner is supposed to die the sinners supposed to die they're supposed to be punished for their sin and evil calamity to come upon them but lord jesus christ to the contrary contrary to the expectation of those people that were standing there he was showing love he was receiving them and he was demonstrating the love of god the father to every one of them and when he saw the way they challenged him he narrated the story about the prodigal son so my dear listener out there god loves you. he's saying the same thing to you and i and the question we had from one of our listeners now from that story does he mean that once somebody is saved our lord jesus christ is ever there to receive the person is salvation eternal as in once saved you are forever saved when it comes to salvation now i don't know whether you understand my question a lot of people will tell you he lost his salvation experience there are so many churches uh denomination that have even made it to be a kind of indoctrinated teaching on somebody lost his salvation experience and when they give testimony somebody will say i lost my salvation experience so so time and i was restored so so time i mean we have a lot of confusion in the terminologies so tonight we will attempt explaining this i hope time will permit for us to conclude this we can only understand this or the answer we are going to give can only be understood if we know the meaning of salvation or we understand the meaning of atonement remission of sins and redemption through our lord jesus christ if we don't understand the concept and the context of all these terminologies whatever anybody is giving us explanation will be a total mismatch and they will get it wrong unfortunately so many things have been taught in seminaries have been taught among churches in bible studies in leadership training that it has been established over so many years and we will need to unlearn a lot of negative things that have been learned for any new thing to be put in place 
So that's why it's going to be a very tough one if I just say yes or no. Yes, uh, once you are saved, you are forever saved. If I say no, that's not the answer. It's going to be a big challenge because people will be struggling with what has been deposited in them in the past. Rather than looking at the truth, they'll be defending what they have been taught. So that's why I said for you to understand that question on understanding the love of God towards a sinner. Whether once somebody is saved, is saved forever. Can somebody lose his or her salvation experience? Tonight, the explanation we are giving is not based on any denomination. We are not going to base it on the interpretation of a Gentile. We want to look at it from the interpretation of a Jew. Because our Lord Jesus Christ was a Jew. He came in to fulfill all the promises that has been said before he was ever born. And the fulfillment of the law. Let's start by looking at before his crucifixion. There used to be a yearly sacrifice and cleansing with the blood of the lamb, spotless lamb. And the sins of the person offering the lamb will be transferred to the lamb. Thus, the sins of the offerer will be passed to the lamb. And through this yearly sacrifice, the person that is making the offering will go around with consciousness of a sinless person. We come before God with excitement, with joy. And the priest carries out that sacrifice. And not only that, the priest had to carry out a daily sacrifice for the people. To keep the people spotless in the sight of God. Are you following what I'm saying? Let's look at this in the book of Hebrews chapter 10 from verse 11 to 12. And we also look from verse 14 to verse 18. Olwato Tomisin, you can read for us, please. And every priest stands day by day, serving and offering the same sacrifices again and again. Sacrifices that can never take away sins. Okay, thank you. Uh, just pause a little, you will still read. We are told there in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 11, that every, every now and then, every day, the, the, the priest will keep on offering sacrifice for the people. While the people will be there rejoicing and happy as children of God, they'll be happy out there. But the priest has to constantly be making sacrifice. And we are told that in that verse that it can never remove these sins completely. What does it do? What they were doing is referred to as atonement. Let me explain what atonement is. Is that you are wearing a bada, you know, this uh, big uh, gown that you wear on the boba, the inner one. Or let me make it a little uh, simpler. It's like you are wearing uh, an undershirt, or uh, uh, we call it singlet, or undershirt, and you wear something on top of it. If there is oil stain or ink stain on the undershirt, the underwear, the undershirt, and you wear another cloth on top of it that is not transparent, people seeing the outer one will not see the stain of the oil or the stain of the ink on the inner shirt. Or you are wearing a suit, a jacket. And at the back of your shirt, there's a stain, but you already wear a jacket. People will see the outer jacket without seeing the stain at the back of the shirt. What the jacket has done is it has atoned, it has covered the stain on the shirt. It has not removed it. That is what the yearly sacrifice with the blood of the lamb, what it does. And the priest has to do that one day in, day out. That is what atonement, although people interchangeably use the word atonement and remission of sin, but it can only be done, it can only be explained by a Gentile who does not connect to the original meaning. But people use the atonement of our sin, remission of our sin. But that's what atonement does. Oluwatomisin, continue reading, please. That's what the priests do, the priests, what they always do when they do that. Continue, please. 
verse 12 but when this priest had offered one sacrifice for sins for all time he sat down at the right hand of god thank you they are now referring to when christ jesus the, our high priest had done the sacrifice once he sits at the right hand of the father the priest before christ used to do it every now and then every day they have to do it while the person that has come to kill the lamb does it once a year so when we go by the context as in what atonement of sin is and the remission of sin through the blood of our lord jesus christ and redemption through christ jesus then if you are to go by that somebody whose sins has been forgiven and totally removed by the sacrifice that was offered once and for all by our lord jesus christ is saved if you want to talk about somebody losing the salvation experience, he will probably need another offering, another blood to be shed for the sin to be forgiven. But let's look at what the scripture says about whether it's done once and for all, so that we don't confuse the terminology of somebody falling into sin that needs repentance as against somebody losing salvation experience. Please, can you read from verse 14, please? For by one offering, he has perfected forever those who have been sanctified. But the Holy Spirit also witnesses to us, for after he had said before, This is the covenant after I will make with them. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws into their hearts and in their mind. I will write them. Then he adds, Their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Now, where there is remission of this, there is no longer no offering for sin. Thank you. That verse 18 says now there is remission of this there is no longer an offering for sin are you getting what i'm saying once there is remission of sin no longer offering which our lord jesus christ has done once and for all so my dear listener out there we can only understand this when we connect to the concepts and the context in which those things are written in the scripture. Now, let's continue reading. Let's look at the book of John chapter 7 from verse 38 to verse 39. You can go ahead, please. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. When he said living water, he was speaking of the Spirit, who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the Spirit has not yet been given, because Jesus has not yet entered into his kingdom. Thank you. Now, we are told in the book of John chapter 7, verse 38 and 39, that was read there by Onyida Mola. You can only understand that place when he said, out of you will flow rivers of living water. When you understand what our Lord Jesus was referring to. Remember when our Lord Jesus was talking to the people, he was addressing people that understood the background of what he was saying. After people might have done the yearly sacrifice with the lamb, which is done for every family. And the name of the head of the family will be tied to the neck of the lamb, the one that is done for family, not just the individual alone. And they release that one as the scapegoat every year. And once that is done, they take away the sin. If the animal comes back, the scapegoat comes back, then the curse is not removed. So my dear listener there, we can only connect to this fully and have the right understanding when we know the concept and the context in which this is being said. Oyinda Mola read for us that John chapter 7 verse 38 and 39. About out of you will flow rivers of living water. And the next verse explains that this it was referring to the Holy Spirit when it is given, for it was not yet glorified. Christ has not yet been crucified and has not resurrected. And remember he said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will send unto you the comforter that will teach you all things, that will be with you, the helper that will be with you. That is the Holy Spirit. But before then, 
in the land of Israel. Every village, every settlement, every town, everywhere was dotted with pool. Pool that is exposed to water that is coming directly from the sky, making it living water. They use that pool to cleanse and wash whatever little sins they commit. I'm not referring to capital offense now. But there are laws put in place to take care of that. So they will be washing their hands. If they do any little thing, they wash their hands. They wash their nose. They wash their feet. They do a lot of cleansing. Depending on the magnitude of the offense, there are some they have to do the total soaking of the body and wash. And this has to be done continuously. Now, it told them that out of you will flow the vast of living water. You will no longer be doing the physical washing every now and then in the pool that dotted everywhere. You will be having the Holy Spirit flowing within you and you will be cleansed and will be reminding you and teaching you all things. So, my dear listener out there, are you getting the connection? While atonement is covering off sin, which has a limit based on the blood of the animal, it could not achieve completely everything that needed to be done. That was what happened under the first dispensation. Now, the next one now is remission of our sins, the total remover that was done by Lord Jesus Christ with his blood on the cross of Calvary. So, my dear listener, when you look at things like this, and you look at the scripture, what is telling you and I, we are connecting to it, not because of ourselves, but because of the work he did, the finished work he did on the cross of Calvary. We are justified by grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, not by our effort. It is not by how many laws or how many of the commandments we obey or we follow, but how much we are able to connect to the appropriation to the things he did with his blood for us on the cross. So my dear listener out there, answering the question, are you connecting to that? Answering the question about, I'm already saved, and once I'm saved, I'm saved. We need to understand what the salvation means, what the atonement means, and what the redemption means, remission of our sins, total removal done through the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, my dear listener, it's not a matter of saying yes or no. It's something that requires explanation for you to connect to it. Let's look from verse 21, please. That's Hebrew chapter 10. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our body washed with pure water. And you connect to that book of John chapter 7 from verse 38 to 39. What our Lord Jesus has said concerning the gift of the Holy Spirit that will continue to enjoy. And the book of Hebrews chapter 8 verse 13 retreat again telling us. You can go ahead please. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. Are you, are you connecting to that? And their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. In that it says, a new covenant he has made the first obsolete. Now, what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away. Thank you. So, my dear listener there, if you confess that Lord Jesus Christ with your mouth and believe in your heart, you will be saved. It is not by an individual's work of righteousness or how many of the commandments you keep, but through the righteousness in our Lord Jesus Christ. So, my dear listener out there, you are saved by grace. You are saved by faith, not by work. So, my dear listener, if you are able to connect this and you are able to understand what salvation is, what redemption is, and what the truth is about that Lord Jesus Christ has told us, then we will be able to understand, is this something that because I committed a sin today, I've lost my salvation experience, can it be lost? 
in the context of what our Lord Jesus Christ did, the price he paid. We are not talking denomination teaching now. We are talking scripture. Are you getting what I'm saying? We are talking scripture as people that understand the Jewish Jesus. What he did. He said, I've not come to annul the law. I've come to fulfill. And before he was born, the prophecy came. In fact, the book of John retreated that and said, you remember when John said, Behold the Lamb of God. In the book of John chapter 1, verse 28. Let's look at that first before we look at the book of Romans chapter 10. John chapter 1, verse 29. Let's look at this together so that we'll be able to understand what he's saying and what we are connecting to. You can go ahead, please. The next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Thank you. He said, Behold the Lamb of God. Now, referring to the Lamb, the people, the audience listening to John realized and understood what he was saying. The yearly lamb, sacrifice that they used to offer, and the prophecy had said the Messiah was going to be born. And John was now announcing to the people, this is the lamb of God that has come to take away the entire sins of the world. If the lamb has been killed once and for all, and he has taken away the sins of the world, that is the salvation. After the sins has been taken away, can you lose what has been cleansed by Christ again? When he said in that book of Hebrews chapter 8 that we read, he said, Your righteousness I will remember no more. So my dear listener, we should not be quoting Bible out of context. If somebody commits a sin, he does something wrong, identify it as in the person committed the sin. I will explain to you how somebody cannot lose that connection completely. But let's look at this together in the book of Romans chapter 10 from verse 9 to 10. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Thank you. Now, the Bible made it in a very simple language. If you confess the Lord Jesus Christ with your mouth, believe in your heart, you will be saved. It is not by your individual work of righteousness or how many of the commandments you keep, but through the righteousness in the Lord Jesus Christ. According to that, John chapter 1, he retreated it as the Lamb of God that has come to take away the sins of the world. So if salvation is viewed as individual effort of not committing sin, and once the person commits sin, the person has backslidden, which is commonly said, then that person has lost the experience. If it is viewed that way, based on a doctrinal level, you will say it's correct. But if you are now viewing it based on Christ that came to pay the price for the sins of the whole world, the lamb that is killed for the sins of the whole world, then salvation experience cannot be lost in the context of what Christ came to do. I'm not referring to a denominational teaching now. I'm referring to what Christ came to do. This will negate the remission of sin if you hold on to the saying that because you committed the sin, you lost your salvation experience. You can't lose it. The only time you can lose it is when you turn around to say, I no longer believe in Christ. I denounce my association with him. I'm no longer for him. And you now go into idol worshipping. You go into something else completely. And when you are being told, come back, Christ loves you. I say, no, 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 I have nothing to do with him. Now you are disconnecting yourself to the source, to the cleansing power. However, if you turn around again and say, now I'm caught back to my senses. I'm no longer going to that idol worshipping. I'm no longer going to denounce Christ. It's for me. Christ will not die the second time to restore you. He had paid the price from the onset. It's like somebody that misses his way in the forest. And you have a GPS or a compass. And you choose to throw away the compass. And you are saying, is the person lost? Yes, the person is lost. Unless that compass is now used or the GPS is now connected, for you to find your way, you'll be back on track. 
So when people are saying somebody lost salvation experience and because of that Christ has forgotten you, no, my dear listener out there, if you look at what the expansion we are given on the remission of sin, on the atonement, and how he has restored you and I, redeemed. Redeemed means restored to the original state. We are redeemed by Lord Jesus Christ. So my dear listener out there, God loves you, he cares for you. Justification is by grace. As long as you have not denounced Christ, he is that he is no longer your Lord and Savior, then you are under his covering. He loves you. And if you are a sinner out there, the Lord is telling you tonight, I'm looking out for you. Come back home. And I'm receiving you fully. You will enjoy good health. You will enjoy restoration of everything you have lost. He will continue to uphold you and guide you. And you know people will be coming to ask you for the secret of your success. If you have done self-condemnation and you are running away, He loves you. If you are out there in prison, in incarceration, you are thinking, will I ever be restored? He loves you even though you are there. And by the time you come out of that place, you know what? You will be more useful to your family, to yourself and nation as a whole. My dear listener out there, are you ready to go with this Lord Jesus Christ? Come, He loves you. And great will be your testimonies in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can link us on our email address, kingdomlifefamily at yahoo.com or through our producer, Taiwo Omoshule, Eko 89.7 FM, Latif Jack on the way, Agidingbi, Ikeja. A sound engineer on this program has been Sonayo Joseph. Remain blessed. Thank you very much, my dear listener there. I'm Jumi Adetui Sholagonju. God loves you, he cares for you. As you hear this message, apply it on daily basis. When you are going on the road, when you are in your office, let others see Christ in you. And I want to plead with you for safety purpose. When you are in your vehicle, when you are going out, make sure you use your seatbelt. Even if you are within your estate, as long as you are sitting in the car and when you are traveling, whether you are the owner, the big madam or the big man, use your seatbelt at the back of the car. It's meant for every occupant. It could save your life. Part of this program, next week Sunday by 8.05. Remain blessed. Righteousness, peace, and joy. Sing.